Hey there, love. So I know many of my listeners struggle with knowing how to advance themselves as models. Well, I have a solution and even better, it's free. I have the model career assessment, which allows you to, in less than two minutes, discover what level you are at as a model. And alongside of your results, you get the resources tailored to your needs from Model University so you can confidently elevate to the next level as a model. Check out the show notes and take the free model career assessment today. Welcome to the Model Made Podcast, the podcast for models by a model. Tune in for tips, tricks, and talks that will elevate you in your modeling journey. This podcast is possible thanks to Model University, which aims to educate and elevate models to their full potential and paycheck. Now, here's your host, internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model and coach, Lola Shaw. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to a long overdue (laughs) live class here on my IG live. I have a special guest today. I'm actually really excited. This is going to be the first time I actually bring in a guest on one of my live classes. You guys know I'm normally out here solo dolo, making things happen. It has been a crazy week. If you try to contact me, promise I'll catch up with everything literally before Monday, okay? I have just been doing everything. But hi to everybody who's joining us live. Hi, Catchy. I really hope that everything's going well with you right now. I'll be checking in with you really, really soon. Um, Everybody waves back. That girl, it's that girl, Nay. Shout out to you. Um, Infinity K, hello, hello, hello. I did not have any coffee, so we're going to see how this goes. Um, Hi to Cashmere, Success Junior. Always love when you check in to my lives. So today we're actually going to be talking creativity and modeling because that's something that honestly and truly, um, the special guest that I have for today has in spades. Um, I have, if you have been listening to anything I've been saying over the last few months, I have a new coaching program called the Model Maker Program. And in that program, I'm helping models to actually stair step themselves into the aligned career that they would love with, of course bankable skills, and sustainable income. So something that has come up, especially in our last group coaching session, is literally like, how do you put together your portfolio? What's your method? X, Y, and Z. And I thought to myself, like, there's always a technical answer to that. Like, I definitely went in depth with the girls. I have so much content that I'm uploading. I just did a shoot yesterday. I have a shoot coming up next week. So they're going to be all nice and filled in and educated. But something that I want to give to you all today is a way to learn how to be creative from somebody who's actually doing that. So I don't know if you guys are familiar, if you guys aren't from the States, um, and by the States, I mean the United States, that's where I live. The fun thing is Atlanta is a new creative hub inside the States. So outside of film and there's some modeling opportunities there, a lot of content creators are in Atlanta and they're making content that's going viral and, you know, integrated in all forms of social media. And what better way to help you guys to get creative and your creative juices flowing than to bring in a model and content creator from Atlanta. His name is Rashad. Um, He'll be, we'll be doing like a kind of like an interview style with him, but he has a lot of gems that he'll be dropping for you guys in today's class. Okay, so if you guys have any questions, that's another thing. If you guys have any questions for myself or for Rashad during this class or even right now, go ahead and drop it inside of the questions 
box, okay? Inside of the questions box. Our comments go really, really crazy, especially on my lives. I always get flooded with content because you guys are checking, you're saying hi, you're answering questions, you're being interactive. So if you have a question, definitely put it in the question box. And if we have the time, we'll answer it on today's live class. But if we do not, if we do not, I am long overdue for answering a lot of modeling questions. I'll take some additional time out of my schedule this week and circle back to all the questions that were asked. Um, I'll take a nice little screenshot and then I'll do a special model Q&A segment for this particular week. All right. So just a quick recap for you guys who are coming in as we're waiting for our guest. We are going to be talking about creativity and modeling. Those are the two elements that we're going to be tackling today. On top of that, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, please put them in the question box. We do have a special guest today. Um, his name is Rashad. He'll be joining us from Atlanta, which is a new creative and cultural hub inside of the United States. It's been a cultural hub and staple for a while. But as far as creativity, they have a lot of things that are becoming viral, integrating into your everyday life, whether you know it or not. So I'm going to be helping you guys learn how to actually become more creative, how to balance out your book. And that's why I brought in today's special guest. Okay. Awesome. So he's six up and we're going to get started. Do, 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 do. I wish I had like additional waiting music. Hello. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> or afternoon. We're, we're past 12. Good afternoon. It's like, it's like seven minutes past 12. Yeah. You know, it doesn't count. It's morning somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Awesome. So I gave people a light introduction about you, but definitely we love to hear from the horse's mouth. Let people know who you are, what you do, how you got here as a model. Okay. So my name is Rashad. Um, I'm 22 years old. I've been modeling for about almost three years. Almost three years. I took it seriously around three, about three, for about three years. Um, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm, I'm still in college. I take up religious studies, so that's cool. Um, and I love what I do. I'm freelance, so. Nice, nice, nice. That's a nice synopsis. I love that every model I talk to always has a differentiator between when I started taking modeling seriously and mm -hmm. like actually modeling, because it's a huge difference. A lot of people don't realize that. It's a, it's a game changer once you get really intentional about it. So what really made you start modeling and how did you get here? Like what made you take it serious? Okay, I'm just putting it down so you know. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Can you see me? Can you... Mm, yeah, now we can see you. You have to lean forward. And can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so I actually wanted actually started when I was a teenager. Um, I remember I was always obsessed with fashion. I was obsessed with fashion at one point, and I wanted to do something that sort of something in the industry. Because at first, I wanted to be a fashion designer at one point. Um, but I kind of changed that. So what I decided to do is that I like had a little bit of back in the day, but like I always told myself, like you know what, I'm gonna be a model. I don't know how, but I'm gonna be a model. And what happened is that um my mother took me to a John Casablanca's um audition, and I I made I made the audition obviously, <laughs> but like I. She actually didn't pay for it because she just wanted to give me a an example of mm -hmm. being able to make it. So I was like, okay, okay. So what happened is that 
I turned after I graduated high school, I was still 17. I started kind of shooting my shooting for myself. I started finding photog I started find, finding photographers. They weren't the best photographers to start with, but I started I mean, you just need a base somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um I started doing like some shows here and there in Atlanta. I started doing some shoes. I started like reaching out more so to more people and stuff. And um at first, I was just kind of taking pictures. I was kind of seeing what my angles were before I actually got serious about it. Mm -hmm. um, like the pictures I used to take back then, they were they were kind of a little bit more Tumblr esque. Okay, okay. Like more, like more of the Tumblr aesthetic, which isn't bad, but it was it it's was not. A, but it's an aesthetic. Yes, and <laughs> it was a good start. It was a good start. Um, what what how I got started like seriously was even though i was doing the heavy lifting i was finding photographers i was finding i was styling myself um mm -hmm. i was directing all the stuff for myself it was tiring but i fell in love with it i fell in love with mm. it and this is something that i realized like is this something that i really want to do and i'm like absolutely and um the more i started doing it the better my eye got and i started getting a lot more serious like i started doing like actually taking my book more seriously and mm -hmm. i can like i was around i think my 20th birthday it was a shift and it was like mm. i want to do this Got i really it. and i actually um it just, it's just been up from there so i love it now that begs the question what does it mean to be a model to you because that has varying meanings for different people um, some people, it's just like, you know, being a model just means being pretty or having a lot of self-confidence or just being able to deliver in front of a camera. But what does being a model mean for you specifically? Well, for me personally, I would say being a model would actually mean to not just be a coat hanger, but to be a part of the, a part of the story. Mm. Um, a lot of times. A lot of times, especially like in, in like recent, in like more recent editorials, I see a lot of people. They're just kind of there, but they're not there. Like they're in the they're in the photo, but they're not part of it. And I think one of my goals as a model was to not it was to kind of give you that sense of timelessness and mm -hmm. to give you that sense of of kind of stucking you into this world that I created mm -hmm. and. With that, like that's why I study a lot of um, not just the not just nineties um, editorials, but eighties, um, seventies, and even sixties editorials. Mm. I want to be able to be part of the entire. Piece. I don't want to just be that one thing that's just a stick in the mud. Like I granted, like when you're a model, like you're the face of it. But I think that people can receive the brand what the brand better the clothes better you better if you're part of the overall story yes i think that okay so i gotta let people in because you started dropping a lot of insiders that if you're not inside of the industry you have like you heard what he said but some things went over your head so coat hanger being a coat hanger i will never forget when I first started modeling, that was like the standard. Like that's all models are supposed to be. Like they actually tell you this. They're just like, well, you're really supposed to be a coat hanger. Like it can't be that hard. Like that's a real term. Like people will literally look you in the face and say like, that's all you're supposed to be because that's their their impression of what a model is. So if you ever hear that term or you've never heard that term, that's like a real industry thing. 
Um, and the deeper you get into the industry, the more you realize like things like that is the very shift that we're talking about with the difference between editorials pre 2000s and editorials now. That yeah. mindset that you just need to be a co-hanger totally shifts how models show up, how they deliver, et cetera. Now, speaking of shifts, a lot of people don't know this, but there has been a shift in opportunities inside the modeling industry. And a lot of people don't realize that that entails both good and bad, okay? On the good side, more opportunities for models. On the bad side, they want you to do more heavy lifting as a model. Now they want you to be on the creative side and what do you want to shoot and what vision are you bringing to the table and how do you want this editorial to look? And it's just like, honestly, as a model, that's not your job. Your job is to come in, deliver the vision and honestly leave. Mm -hmm. Anything else is above and beyond what you're technically required to do. But because we have so many content creators now, so many new visionaries, so much diversity happening, so many doors open, it has become expected of a model to not only be able to deliver a vision of others, but to bring a vision to the table and then execute it as well. So let's get into creativity because it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. You of all people know you are in the, I was telling people Atlanta is the up and coming creative hub, hub of the United States. Whether mm -hmm. they know it or not, a lot of the viral and creation and visuals that a lot of people are seeing are being influenced directly by Atlanta. So as a creative and a model who is based in Atlanta, I definitely wanted to, from your perspective, because you're, you're in the thick of it, to help other models who might just be starting out, who might be stuck, who might be in a rut, really start to master their own creativity and take that back for themselves. Is that cool? Yes, of course. Awesome. So <sighs> Gotta know what inspires your work because if you guys haven't already, you guys, I have tagged him inside of the uh, title. He'll be tagged on the replay. Check out his page. You have range and not just like, oh, range and type of like inside of like niches, but like range as far as the editorials that you produce. There is a range of emotions, a range of stories, a range of visuals. It's amazing. So how do you, how is your creative process? Like, can you walk us through that? Like, what inspires your work? And honestly, how do you stay creative? That's actually a really good question. Um, This is a really long ride, so, like, buckle up. No, it's cool. We're buckled in. I'm ready. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I, growing up, I would, uh, I was, I was a visual learner. I would, I love visuals. Like, whether if it's music videos, whether if it's movies, whether if it's live performances, I honestly would get inspired, like, whatever kind of, catches my eye inspires me the most at the at the very, at the very moment like um i'll give you an example like there's a shoot that um i'm actually so proud of to this day um it was a shoot that i did last early like late last year um it was a picture of me i think mid-air mm. oh, and i was and i was in a suit it's on my page it's on my page but like it was but i was very much so inspired by um the late 60s i was listening to a lot of beatles Rolling Stones. I mm. was very much so like in my bag of late sixties, and like my goal for that shoot was to have a picture that looks timeless, and mm. that's exactly what happened. Like I like I like I like people have told me like this picture looks like 
it could either have been taken yesterday or from the 60s and i was really proud of it um honestly what inspires me is just whatever kind of is on my mind at the time um mm -hmm. what i do is that i tend to study a lot of different visuals but not not just from black people but from everybody because i think every culture has different ways of media photography art styles and i do it and i try to do it in, a, in the most tasteful way possible like that's not that's not like offensive um so from like i'll give you an example like a shoot that i recently did like a few days ago i was very inspired i was listening i realized i was into a like a lot of like in sync backstreet boys okay aguilera and like i was very i was i wanted to you know what I wanted to do something that was very boy bandish, and like I just kind of did. What I do is that um, with that, I listen. To, I listen to the music from that era, and what I'll do is I'll create a mood board on Pinterest. Mm. After mood board on Pinterest, I kind of look at the look. I kind of look at the mood board. I see mm -hmm. like this is what has already been done. What can I add that hasn't already been done? Or it's kind of like, how do I incorporate this aesthetic onto me without it looking like it's more so inspired by, so it could be more of like a newer concept. Like I want to be able to give content that transcends time. Like I, I guess that's like that, I'm really big on transcending time because of the fact that we live in an age where it's so much, so many trends. Mm -hmm. And we live in an age where literally for fashion week you can like walk two seasons and you won't ever get booked again because your look is out of style is out of style mm -hmm. and i want to be able to transcend time and i guess one, one thing i do want to tell everybody is to study is to study 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 like don't just study like you don't like don't just study like the um, like gianni's girls like naomi or cindy or linda granted they have they're amazing they're amazing models but there are a lot more pieces of inspiration out there. Mm. Like you can find it in music, you can find it in um old you can find it in like even older editorials, even with like Iman. Um something that's really been inspiring me recently is um is um I guess the the nineteen eighties Terry Mugler editorials. Really? Yeah, like like it's like it, it was just something that was so whimsical about it. It was like so whimsical, but it's so simple. And I'm kind of like, I can't go to Antarctica or Paris <laughs> or Russia to like do this stuff. But I, I often think about what can I do to like make it my own, but to make it my own, but to also have that same wow factor. Like my, like one of my big things is I want to be able to have, give you that wow factor of like, how mm. did you do that? How did you do mm. that? So um, that's really my, hopefully I answered the question. You did. It actually made me want to ask a separate question. So, okay. I'm really big on processes. So I love that you were already breaking down like kind of how your creative process goes. You, you get immersed in something. So basically like you study, you study, you study, you consume something, you get a spark. You then go on Pinterest, which I always tell people, Pinterest is like the goat. Like go on there, even if you have just one photo. Pinterest will help you like find things that are similar, piece them all together. And now you have a concept and a shoot. What I love is that you said you go a step further and you figure out how can I add something to this? And that makes me wonder two things. One, do you think that you have a personal aesthetic 
that you try to put into every shoot or is there a method to how you add yourself to a inspiration that you have because if it's not like if you don't have a signature aesthetic like that's totally cool but like how do you figure out what you can add to make something a nuance take a new spin on it remix it the right way like actually how do you do that honestly i don't think i really have a set aesthetic because i have been like i've actually been told by other models that like in order for me to be successful i have to have a set aesthetic and i don't think that's fully true because it's like i want to like i want to be able to be the model that does reebok one week balmain another week and then pure hmm. moss and i want to be able to be well-rounded and granted like if you if people have a brand that's totally fine like if they have an aesthetic that fits them and they enjoy it, that's totally fine but for me i don't really have a set brand what i try to do is that i what how i incorporate myself is like i what i'll do is that i'll actually study the last shoot that i did mm. I, i'm 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 kind of nitpicky so what i'll do is that i will look at what did i not do what, mm. did, I, what did i not do and I tried to add that. So, like, um, what recently, like, I started, like, believe it or not, I was recent. it wasn't until recently that I started being a lot more fluid with my facial expressions. Like, at first, I always had, like, this cold, hard look, but mm -hmm. I've been kind of practicing this art of smizing. I've mm -hmm. been practicing, like, kind of letting the music in, like, letting the shoot kind of take over. Because mm -hmm. I do believe that modeling is also a form of acting. And it is. that you be able to truly channel the the emotions and the nostalgia, the nostalgia of of what you're doing. And also, it's very important to have um, people on your team that see eye to eye. And also, one, one, one thing, too. One thing, too. Oh, my gosh. When because, <laughs> like, um, like, I don't, like, I've, even though, I've done I've done so much. I've only been paid less than five times. I've only been paid less than five times. But 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 I don't really let that psych me out because it's kind of like in the meantime, until I get paid, hmm. I will just continue to create. So make sure that when you do collaborations, that you let just because you curated it or like in other um you want the photographer and makeup artist, stylist, or in other people to be part of it. Make sure you give them their shine too, because it's still their it's their art just as much as it is, as it is yours, especially since if it's a um, collaboration. So one thing I do want to say is, even though you have a set idea, other people that other people that you that you that you trust for this project has they ha they have to you have to give them room to spread their wings too, because what's a collaboration if only you're if only you're benefiting? Mm -hmm. So. Uh, so honestly, I don't really have a set aesthetic, but what I do is I just look at what I didn't do and I try to incorporate that or something that I have done, but I'll do it at a better magnitude. I absolutely love that. One, because it was unexpected. Um, two, because it goes well with the next question that I'm going to ask you. And three, because it literally cosigns what I was telling so many models last year and what I continue to tell them. You're not the, like, especially when it comes to the two things on the collaboration, one, while you're waiting for that next level, that next opportunity, you should be working to create that next level and next opportunity to sharpen your skills, 
to stay on top of what you've already built for yourself. Because a lot of people, they'll think, oh, just because I'm not making money, you know, nobody wants to book me. You know, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to wait. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait for somebody to validate me and pay me money instead of going out there and creating the very opportunities that they want to step into, showing people why they're perfect for those opportunities. So the fact that you're already doing that and that you were so candid and express that. And when people see your work, they can actually get it. Like, okay, I can still actually work and create the book that I want, the looks that I want, even if nobody's checking for me first. I love that. And then two, my goodness, when you work with other people, let them be their creative genius. You might be multifaceted, but guess what? You can't do everything at all times, all the time. Like, you brought these people in for a reason. They clearly have something to add. Let them add it. Oh my gosh. So for you to just say that and take some time out, I was so freaking happy. I'm just like, look, I didn't even have to say it. You understand because this is what you do. Now, speaking of what you do, if you guys have any questions for him, make sure you put it in the questions box because we'll probably have some time to do a quick Q&A. But also too, because the comments move really, really fast. So yeah, we won't be scrolling. Hey there, lovely. As we come to the end of this episode, I want to let you know if you love the guidance, knowledge, and motivation I give on this podcast, and you want that on a more consistent basis than just once a week, join the Model Maker Program's waitlist. The Model Maker Program is a hands-on coaching program with me that guides you to bankable skills, sustainable income, and an aligned modeling career. If that sounds like just what you want and need this year, check out the show notes and submit your application for the next semester of the Model Maker Program today. Now, on for your next question, Rashad. I have to know how you balance your book. Because... And you're going to understand this more than everybody else when I say balance your book. So to catch everybody up, um, your book is your portfolio. It's what you show potential clients, agencies, bookers, X, Y, and Z. Normally, you want your book to be a reflection of the work that you've done, as well as the work that you're going to book in the future. That's why you do portfolio shoots, to give people a vision of who you are and what you do well. Now, because Rashad is like, you have such a range how do you pick and choose what to put in your portfolio? Um, how do you choose like how to keep it balanced, how to like stay fresh, stay on top of it? Like, what's your method for that? Because you have so much work and it's so potent and it all has different vibes. So how do you organize that and present it? I actually, it wasn't until recently that I actually had to rebalance my book because, mm. because so I actually thought that I had to dilute my book because like it wasn't until I got a clubhouse. My, my book was a lot more diluted because I was kind of like, what I'll do is that I'll tend to pick pictures that are still really, that are still really good, but mm -hmm. that don't do too much, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. However, <laughs> I, I got on clubhouse. If y'all don't know what clubhouse is, it's an app that, um, it's it's very much so like a connect so it's a very it's a very new way to get connected. It's kind of like a podcast, but like you can pick and choose. Live. Um, but somebody on Clubhouse told me, "Don't hold back on your book," because I did not realize that diluting my book gives them a different impression of me. Hmm. 
so honestly, I had to redirect my book. It's like, so, I, so honestly now, I just kind of go crazy with my book. I just kind of put a little bit of everything. Like I put a little bit of, um, like I have, I have everything from a shoot where I had four inch nails and six inch heels to a shoot that I was in a hoodie for e-com. And I, so what I just, I just try to get a little bit of everything. Um, and that kind of goes with my, with uh, something else. Like when I shoot, I try to shoot something that I haven't done before. Or if I do something that I've done before, I can do maybe like a different aspect of it. Like for instance, like with the 1960s, um, I did like three, four different shoots that were inspired by the late 1960s, but they were all very kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, the one I told you about where I was black and white, I was mm-hmm. in the air era, very much so kind of Rolling Stones, vintage, that type of stuff. Um, that same shoot, I actually was in like pure makeup and I wore like a dress and I was kind of channeling like a twiggy energy. Mm. And then another one that I did, um, it was more so kind of like that turn of the decade. It was more hipster, but not, it's like hip sophisticated, but hipster-ish kind of. And then like the last one, most recently that I did, it was more so like I, like the, the classic neck scarf, you know what I'm saying? So Got you. I try to just incorporate a little bit of everything. Um, it does get a little interesting because it's literally like, when you have a photo for almost, any, for almost anything, it's like, huh, what do I do? But, <laughs> but I try to just incorporate everything. I don't think that there's really a limit to my book. I try to stay limitless because mm-hmm. I put a limit to my book. I feel like it, it's just another way of diluting it, so. Okay, I love it. I love that your process goes hand in hand with how you present yourself. And I think that it's hilarious because going back in our conversation, you said like, you know, if you have a brand and aesthetic that you love and you enjoy, that's great for you. Like keep rocking out. But I feel like your current brand is exactly what you're saying. Like you don't have any limits. You push the limits all the time. So even though you said like you undiluted your book, you really just made it more true to how you present yourself as a creative overall. So I think it's still a great direct reflection of you. Um, And of course, as you go throughout your career, uh, whether or not you wanna be agency represented, you'll of course tailor your book with your agent. And that's something that I've always advocated for. Um, I try to explain this to models. When you get like signed with an agency, it's it's a share of power because they're bringing you opportunities, but they're also framing how you will be presented on like on their site. So you might have a great catalog on your own and you'll send that to them, but they might pick and choose what they want to put on their site for you. But that doesn't mean that you yourself has to take away from the shots that you have in your book. You can have that like forever, just like on Instagram. You don't have to curate it like, you know, it's your portfolio. If you already have a portfolio, just make it fun, make it you, make it unique. But if you are agency represented and you don't really have a good portfolio, like off to the side, like a digital, you know, a digital link that you could send somebody, then that's where you have to start to kind of well, be more have, mindful. Yeah. I'm going to say, <laughs> you're going to be very shocked, but I actually, it wasn't until October of last year that I took, that I knew, that I found out how to take digitals. Like the, this entire time, I did not, I've never, what? Taken, I've never taken a digital. What? I mean, that's the like basics. Oh, no, I know. I know. But I was like, I was actually, I did take digitals. I, just had to learn how to actually take good ones. 
Um, like I took digitals, but I didn't think too much of it, I guess. But it wasn't until like October that I was kind of like, you know, let me stop playing around and get some digitals. And I actually, I actually learned how to take digitals like on my on my iPhone right on my iPhone for now. So like, yeah, it wasn't until recently that I started like taking digitals. So for everybody, it's never too late. Okay. <laughs> It's never too late to go back into your digitals and you have to update them like every six months anyway. So you're fine. You're fine. But everybody gets in digitals, <laughs> especially if you're trying to do representation uh, or you have that type of clientele, they're going to ask you for it. And it's going to be awkward if you have no idea what they're talking about. So, but let that be a lesson. I, I just, I'm admiring you, your creative process, um, how you balance your book, how you actually present yourself. Uh, the last two questions, and remember, guys, if you have any questions, put them in the question box, and I'll tap into them. My last two questions for you, though, is number one, do you have any, like, major or constant sources of income? I know that you pull from different decades. I know that you pull from music, and you pull from across the board, honestly. And then on top of that, you do your research, so you can get really in-depth. But is there any type of inspiration that you have as, like, a go-to? Like, if you sat down right now, you decide, hmm, I want to do a shoot. Let me get inspired. Who would you go to? Like a photographer or like just- Oh no, as as inspiration. So like oh. for the 60s for me, you know what I'm saying? Like Iman rolling through the actual like 80s and 90s for me. Like that's what I would look at to get inspired. Would there be any people, places, things that you would just automatically go to to get inspiration? Um, like I, like I, like that's actually a really good question. Like I'm like, like, I think it just varies depending on how I feel that day. Like, someday I will, I'll just go through my explore page on Instagram. Also, going through your explore page on Instagram does a lot. <laughs> like, go, like, going, like, if you go and, like, look at your explore page, there are a lot of really good, like, people that, like, do the damn thing, but are not, like, super out there, but that are, like, really good. Um, what I do, I'll, it, it just depends on the day. Like, I will, like some days I will want to pull from some of my favorite photographers that are like on the other side of the world. Um, <laughs> maybe go on Pinterest and just kind of scroll and see until I see something cool. Um, sometimes I honestly, sometimes I just won't, sometimes I won't be inspired. This is actually very great. Sometimes I won't be inspired and I'll just kind of see things that I'll save for later. Because also okay. that's don't force your don't force your creativity. Like sometimes if it's just not there, it's not there. Like, like I realize forcing your creativity will actually make the shoot look worse. Oof. So like I so it's 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 okay to not be on all the time. It's, mm. it's, it's like it, it is okay to not be on all the time because it's like on top of that, I have other projects that I work on outside of modeling, and then on top of that, I'm still in school. So it's kind of like I have to kind of dip my toe in everything. Gotcha. So, so I don't, have a, I don't have a go-to, but I always stay ready, so I don't have to get ready. Hey, now, a classic word. <laughs> All right, so to close this out, if you had any, even though you've already dropped so many gems and so many pieces of advice, if you had one piece of advice to leave everybody with, what would it be? Have fun, have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. No, because literally, literally uh, like every, I think, a lot of people want to be want a model and it is a serious business it is it's serious but 
you also have to realize this is one of the most creative ways that you can possibly, I think this one, I think, you know, it's very serious. I think it's a very creative way, depending on the type of shoot that you do. Like if it's like an e-com, well, if it's like an e-com shoot and like, that's, that's a whole different thing. But like, mm -hmm. but like, just have fun. Like, don't take yourself too seriously. Like, I think that when the ice is broken and when everybody has fun on the team, it just makes the shoot look a lot better, gives a better energy. Um, mm -hmm. I used to stick in the mud. I was always be, always be like, I have to do this, that, and the other. Oh my gosh, I, I have everything to do. But sometimes you just have to just kind of sit back and just enjoy the ride and just have fun. Like I think that having fun is one of the biggest things to be a successful model. To have fun and just to be able to let yourself shine instead of being who this sounds a little different but to, it's instead of being what the industry wants you to be which is it's that's kind of it's kind of touchy but like but like it's it's weird like you have to it, it's, it's it's very weird it's kind of like in order to get into the industry it's like you have to have like a perfect mold but like when you're in the in, like when you're like plastered into the inner the industry it's like mm -hmm. what now um yes yes it's a very weird dynamic but like just have fun like no matter if you're freelance signed like if you never walked a fashion week if you've never done a shoot before or you've done five seasons at fashion week in london fashion week have fun like no I matter that fun is universal and that you should never really forget why you started i love it that's that's a word and that's a word for everybody because a lot of times Either you start off really, really strong and really passionate, and then by the time you get into it, you're tired, you're doing the same old things over and over again, and you lose that fun, and then you lose that passion, and then you start to hate the industry. Or, you know, sometimes you get so frustrated because you're not moving at the rate that you want that you can't even enjoy the actual process, which is probably the most fun time that you're going to have. <laughs> Add one more thing. Um, mm -hmm. Read contracts. Oh, that's like, a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation, like, sir. Like, I've actually been in... I've actually conversed with agents before and like there's this one agent who shall not be named but like he he would he, he he promised me one thing but on paper it said a totally different thing hmm. and obviously in a court of law what goes on in the paper is what's going to be followed by and mm -hmm. but <laughs> um read your contracts because in order to have fun, sometimes these um, agents will suck the fun out of it and will like put you in like exclusive contracts and like ruin your life. Let me tell you, I have many classes on Model University about that. I have literally, I literally recorded a walkthrough of a contract that I signed when I first started and an actual mock contract. And I like went through and broke down like every single clause of what's normally going to be in your contract, how to pinpoint. You guys, you know you can negotiate your contracts. You know you can amend things. If there's something you don't like, you can literally just write it in, send it back to them. And if you guys both sign it, it's now legal in a court of law. Like, there are things you need to know, but I think also a lot of models get into contracts way too early. They haven't done anything business-related, so they're just like, oh my gosh, an agency, yes. And now you can't do anything, like nothing, because it's going to jeopardize the image that the agency is forming for you. That is literally going to be written into your contract, especially if it's exclusive. So like, just because like 
it's okay. Like it's it's cute to have like a cute little uh, some agencies in your bio, but are you working? See, I'm. You need to first of all, you need to stop sounding like me from last year. I'm I'm tired of you echoing me on my own live with you. Okay, because clearly you was in my brain. Because <laughs> how many times have I like? Oh my goodness! I wish I had some of my regulars on here. I say this all the time. Would you rather be represented or working? Because there's some freelance models who are working more than agency represented models. What are you concerned about? You want the the look of being established and co-signed in the industry. But what about the check? But I, I will say the only I will say that it's unfortunate, but I'll I'll, I'll explain like a good side and a bad side to it. Like there's a like a bad side because it's kind of like you could literally be just be on a shelf. You could be shelved and like be like you could you be like signed to like a mother agent and three other <gasps> agents, but you could be shelved. But one of the interesting things is that I I don't understand why. But for some reason, when you do put your agency in your bio, more industry people tend to tend to want to look at you. But that's not always a good thing. But um, yeah. While it's while it's good for people to look at you, like you just like you just have to set yourself apart and just to be the most authentic person you could be. And I'm sure like those people, those same people will actually look at you because like. Sometimes you just have to just apply the. You just have to do the work. Like I, you just have to do the work. Like I think that a lot of models, especially a lot of people that want to be models, mm-hmm. they have all these dreams, but they don't really want to do the work. They want. I'm going. Bye. We can leave now. You can. You can get off my. You can get off my IG live now. We can end this. Uh, <laughs> like, but like you just like you have, like you just have to. You have to do the work and. Do, it's, there are going to be moments where you don't want to, where you, where you just don't want to, you don't want to do it. There'll be times where you just, where it's not going to be easy, but you have to do the work. Like, um, like Beyonce said, if I don't see the notes, if I don't see the, the notes applied, there's no need for me to make more. Mm, so like, you have to do the work. And it's kind of like, um, if you know, if you, if you have to do A, B, C, and D, you can't go to E, F, and G if A, B, C, and D are not completed to your best abilities. I don't, I'm saying nothing else. That's exactly why I created my coaching program because I saw a lot of people skipping steps. A lot of people who have, again, they have great ideas. They have a great goal, but they are trying to be the person who takes the elevator instead of the stairs. Not realizing that when you try to cheat and do shortcuts to get to success, one, you can't keep it because you haven't done any of the work that's going to prepare you to maintain that. And then on top of it, compound it so that you can accelerate your success. So everybody out there that I was telling you guys, there's no shortcuts. Like I had a whole, I had two whole rants last year where I was just like, I am so tired of you guys DMing me, emailing me, you know, oh, this agency doesn't want to sign me. And oh, nobody wants to work with me. And it's just like, well, what's your portfolio? Where are your digitals? What have you, what have you done? that others can amplify and it's always a, oh well you know i don't i i just uh, i had two whole rants so you're preaching to the choir you're preaching back to my choir because i've been telling them this all last year like you have to do the work and there are steps put in place and that i take people through simply because when i went through the same process those are the things that made the biggest impact that's what made the biggest game-changing moments in my career is when I did these particular steps in this order, I mastered them, I added on to them. And the next thing you know, I'm I'm looking at doors that I prayed about 
you know, two, three years ago and I've already walked through them, but I did the work. That's the big difference. And when it was hard, when it was tired, when it was 16, 17, 18 hour days, when it was no sleep, when it was, you know, doing part time, like I, I did the work. I did the work. I perfected the method. I teach it back. And I make sure that the people I work with don't take shortcuts. So this is why you were my guest. Clearly, you are a breath of fresh air. Um, I absolutely love that we met on Clubhouse, that we kept um, a true blue connection, always in each other's DMs, even throughout the holidays. That was crazy. But mm -hmm. now that <laughs> we're definitely connected, how can other people stay connected with you and uh, follow you and support you? Um, honestly, just fo just follow me. You can follow me if you want. Uh, I <laughs> um my 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 like my Instagram is pretty cool. I guess I guess uh, guys. Um, if you want to like see like my my like. More of my unfiltered self. You can follow me on Twitter. This is, it's the same ad, but it's a little more unfiltered. But um, yeah, just um, Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. And a lot of your questions came from things that we already covered throughout our entire like chat. It's people who came in like late. So like mm -hmm. no tea, no shade. But okay. I will be a replay, so you guys okay. can find all those answers because we definitely already talked about them. Like we already answered the questions, <laughs> and it was like three or four of them. So. You're all good. This was a pleasure, and we'll be talking again soon. We will. All right, everybody. Bye.